Philippians 1, 6. We'll have that scripture for you here. Walk in your higher calling. Walk in your higher calling is what we're going to talk about today. You know, I've been saying for, I don't know, maybe even two months now, it's like the Lord just dropped this inside of me and I really haven't been able to get away from it. Not that I want to, as long as he brings it, brings it up in my spirit and in my mind, but walk in a higher calling and God wants to lead us where we really want to go anyway. I've said that almost every week for quite some time now, but yet we resist many, many times we resist. But the truth is he wants to lead us in a fulfilled life. He wants to lead us to places and contentment that only he knows about. You know, we know about all the things that we tried to take and tried to put inside of us to to be content. And, you know, if I just buy this last new car, I'll be content. Or, you know, if I just... If I just had a four-wheeler that would go just a little bit faster, I would be, I'd be fine if I could just find that. Or if I just had a four-wheeler that would go through that one big mud hole, I would be a happy man. Well, we all know. <laughs> we all know that's not it, right? But see, that's, that's where God is different. He wants to lead us to where we want to go, a life of contentment, and a life of peace and joy with him. Last week, we talked about ditching the baggage and changing our life. And basically, I, I, want, I do want to review just for a moment. You know, we talked about uh, the plan that God has for every individual on the face of the earth. And that is for them to become a child of his. To receive Christ as their Lord and Savior and become one of his children. And we see that in 1 Peter 3, 9, the scripture says that God wishes for none to perish, but all come to the knowledge of Christ, all come to repentance. And that is, uh, that is something that he has for each and every one of us, not just you here, but everyone that you run into, everyone you meet. And then we looked at the next thing that God wants us to do for every individual is to grow closer to him and become more knowledgeable of him more knowledgeable of his ways for us to grow in grace and for us to grow in faith, right? That's what he wants us to do. Now, the reason he wants us to, to do that so that he can take us places both in the natural and in the spirit that we could never get to on our own. To grow in God. So that he can take us, whether you're going to college or whether you're going to high school or whether you're starting a new job or whether you're getting married in the days ahead or whether you've, like the Nussmeyers, got a new baby yesterday. Glory to God, they're they're not here this morning, but whether you're raising a, a new baby or whatever, whatever you're going in life, God wants to take you higher and farther, and he wants you to be more successful than you would be without him. Yes. Amen? Yes. One of these days, I'm going to preach on the favor of God, and you'll see 
that just because we're children of God, we should walk in his favor. Not because we're smarter in the world. No, the reason we should walk in favor and the blessing of God is because God is our heavenly father. Amen. Amen. Not because, you know, our IQ is so high and all that stuff. No, it's an inheritance thing. God is our heavenly father. Now, who does he want to have his inheritance? He wants his children. Mm -hmm. If I have an inherit, if I have something to give whenever it's time to guess who I want to get my inheritance, Mm -hmm. my children, God's the same way. So God wants his blessings and his glory to be manifested in his children. It's no different than us. You know, we want our very best traits manifested in our children, right? I mean, you know, if, if you're a happy individual, you want that trait to go on. If you're mean and ornery and all that stuff, you don't want that going on, do you? Well, guess what? God wants his traits to be manifested in his children, in you. And it don't matter if you was, uh, when you was born, if you was born an old sourpuss, it don't, it don't make no difference. It don't matter if you were born without a nickel to your name because, see, that's not who you are no more because if you're a born-again child of God, now, everybody say now. now. Right now, today, you are a child of the king. Amen. Amen. Yes. And see, that, that enables you, that allows you the opportunity to walk in places that other people cannot walk. See, you can walk in places now, if you're a born-again child of God now, you can walk in places now that you couldn't walk a few years ago. Man, how many can say that? How many used to feel like you couldn't go to church? I used to feel that way. Oh, they, they sure didn't want me. That's not true. I talked with a young man this morning, uh, this week, not this morning, but this week. He said, oh, I didn't know if I, I should come up there or not. Said, Absolutely. Absolutely. And he said he would come. We had a good talk. Praise God. We talked for about 45 minutes. Thank you, Lord, for that. Yes. So we know that this can only happen when we receive Jesus Christ because he is where we get our strength from. Now, some of you might think that you have a good job and you have a good place to live and you love your children and you love your wife and you might think that you've really got it all straightened out. You might think you've got it all figured out and you really don't know why you would uh, need to walk in, in a higher calling. You know, you might, you might think, ah, you know, I'm really doing pretty good. You know, I must have it all figured out. Well, well, well let, me, let, me tell you, let me tell you something. We can only walk in our best if we are walking in his best. We can only walk in our best if we walk in his best. It's the only way. Because, see, we can have, in our mind, we can have everything all figured out. We know we can know exactly, you know, we, we've got that. We got a good job. We got the house. We got, we, we, we got everything figured out. But that does not mean we're walking in the higher calling that he has for us. That don't mean that. See, only you can answer that. You are the only one that can answer that. You're the only one that can answer whether you're saved or not. I can't, I don't know if you're saved or not, but you, you, you should know. You will know. 
I'll go that far. You will know. John 10.10, one of my favorite scriptures, classic scripture. You probably know it. The latter part of John 10.10, Jesus said that he came that we may have life and have it to the fullest. All right? And I have a really good imagination. You know, when it comes to to building things or an old house or a four-wheeler car, I have a good imagination. I can think of what that will be like with, you know, with a little bit of cleanup, a little bit of, you know, upkeep. I, I, I can see what that would be like. But I still think it's completely different when the King of Kings and Lord of Lords says that he came so that we may have life to the fullest life more abundant, I think it's completely different than when I say it. When the Lord of Lords and King of Kings, whenever he says he comes for you to have life to the fullest, I don't know if we can grasp that. I don't know if we can comprehend that or not. Wow. Get a picture of somebody. No, no, not not really. Please don't take a picture. (laughs) Erase that. Cancel that. (laughs) So he wants more. (laughs) Oh, you guys got me off track now. I don't even know. I don't, what what was I saying? What was I preaching on? (laughs) Philippians. For I am confident of this very thing, that who began a good work, in you, and who in you will perfect it until the day of Christ. That's right. Now notice this. Philippians, if you've been in here on Wednesday night, who wrote the book of Philippians? Who did he write it to? The church at Philippi. So he's telling the church, he says, I'm confident of this very thing that he, knows that's a capital H, that's talking about God, that he who began a good work in you. Now notice, if you are a born-again child of God, that good work has started. When you nailed your, your knee and asked him to come into your heart and forgive you of your sins, when you did that, that work started that day. Yes. That instant, all right? A good work in you. Now here's... Of course, that was good news. Now, this might be a little bit, might slow you down a little bit. In you and will perfect it until the day of Christ. Now, what that means is that we're pressing on toward that mark today. And 30 seconds before the Lord comes back, we're still going to be pressing on. All right? See, he, we're, he's never going to get done with us. Why? Because he has a great work for us to do. See, sometimes, oh my, sometimes I just don't think we realize what's at stake. Sometimes I don't think we realize the souls that are out there. And sometimes I don't think we realize, I I really don't think, maybe I might should put it like this. I don't think that we have a revelation or a good understanding of how bad hell's going to be. You know, I'm, I'm sure like many of you, you know, we used to joke around when we was in high school and stuff. Yeah, we'll all go to hell and we'll all party together. Anybody ever say that stuff like that? How, how stupid is that? Amen. Oh, Lord, forgive us. But if we just had a glimpse of what hell 
was going to be like, we, we would live different. So anyway, see, uh, go back to that scripture just for a minute. <clears throat> see, when, when, when I, when, the first time I pastored a church was at Wayne City First Christian Church. I was there a little over nine years. And I thought, really, I resigned from there and I thought, I thought I've done my nine and I'm done. <laughs> I had, oh, I had life. I resigned from there and I had my life just the way I wanted it. But that wasn't the case. And then I realized he will perfect that until the day of Jesus Christ. So see, God is never done with us. We continually have to move on with him. We have to let him finish the work that he started. We got to let him do that. And one of the main ways we do that is to let him take that old man out. So that that new man can come forth, right? The old man has to go so that the new man can come. And when we do that, God gets the glory. And there is room for us to walk in our higher calling. But see, we can't walk in this higher calling when we have all this excessive junk inside of us. And let me tell you, there is no higher calling than walking in his calling. His calling. Teaching Sunday school. That might be what you're supposed to do for to walk in your calling. You know, whether it's bringing people to church, whether it's inviting people, it could be a, a numerous uh, amount of things could be what God has for your highest calling. But the most important thing is that you find that higher calling and then be faithful in it. Don't stop. Don't stop. It's not a year and done. It's not five and done. It's not 10 and done. Continue on. And here's why. Because every time we are faithful to do what God has instructed to do, you know what that's doing? That's preparing us for something else. That's preparing us to walk higher with him. That's preparing us to have more of an influence in the kingdom of God. That is preparing us. The scripture tells us those that are unfaithful with a little will be entrusted to much. So don't ever think. Don't ever think that, the, that your small task doesn't mean nothing. Don't ever think that God is not concerned about you or proud of whether you're a greeter or no matter what you do. Don't ever think that God doesn't have a plan for you because he does. You know, I went to a man one time. I, went, I, I was getting older. I, I'd, I'd, done a, I'd done some revivals and stuff and uh, I was getting older, and uh, I went to a guy and was talking to him and stuff. And, and uh, I told him, I just said, I, well, I just kind of feel like that the window for me, pastor, and I really felt like that was what God had called me to. I said, I just feel like that window of me pastoring the church has closed. I, you know, because I, I was starting to get a little older and stuff. And, and, he, and he said some very wise things. And see, that's what the Scripture tells us to do. It says, if you need counseling, seek wise counseling. And that comes from the Word of God. So that's what I done. 
And he says, you know, uh, and he knew, I, I used to work on four-wheelers and, and uh, cars and, and lots of stuff. And he knew I had lots of tools and stuff. And he said, uh, he said now, let me, now you've got lots of tools. This is what he said to me. You've got lots of tools, right? Said, yeah, I've got, I got a lot of tools. He said, well, do you have, or, do you, do you have some, some special tools? I said, yeah, I've got some special tools. He says, and, and how often do you use them? Well, not very often, you know, maybe once every two or three years or so. And then he said, but when you, when you use them, you really need them really bad, right? Well, well, yeah. And he says, well, God has individuals also that they don't fit man's mind frame or man's framework of being in ministry. But don't ever doubt that they're not ministers. Because, see, there's things that, that God, I mean, how, how, how much better can you get if you, as an individual, can say one word or do one act of kindness and cause just one person to miss hell? Is that a valuable tool? Is that a valuable ministry? Is that being part of the kingdom? Amen. Amen. Is that doing what God called it to do? Absolutely. Philippians 3.13. Stay with me just for a minute. I'm almost done. Philippians 3.13. It says, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it yet. Talking about the higher calling. And we haven't either. We haven't achieved that higher calling yet. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it yet. But notice this, Apostle Paul, he says, but I focus on one thing. Whoa. This is the Apostle Paul. He's not focused on 10 things. He's not focused on 20 things. He says, I'm focused on one thing to reach that higher call that God has for me to walk in. Notice this. But I focus on one thing, forgetting the past. And looking forward to what lies ahead. You know, it's a familiar saying. There's a, there's a reason God don't put eyes in the back of our head. And I will add to that. God is not concerned about your past. He has the solution for that. And that is Jesus Christ on the cross. He will forgive us of our past. It's not about that. So here the Apostle Paul, he says, he says, I focus on one thing, and, but I have not achieved it. And he says, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. And then in verse 14, he says, I press on. You know, just for the fun of it, I looked up to see, see what the word press meant. And it means to apply pressure or to apply force in one direction. Apply pressure or force in one direction. And that's how we press on to that higher calling. You know, you men that have worked in shops and stuff, there's one thing that every press has in common that I've ever seen. Every press... Like if you're p- p- pressing out a bearing or if you're pressing a bushing in or out. A lot of, most of you guys know what I'm talking about. A lot of you just do. 
or even a, a drill press, whatever the case may be. Almost every press has this one thing in common. They move slow. Right? That, that they move slow. When you pull that lever, and every one of you men has figured out, how can I speed that up? <laughs> have it, have it, yens. Yeah, yens have, have it, yeah. Yeah, I know. I have too. I don't know how to do it either. But. but it's a constant moving. And that's what the Apostle Paul says. A slow, continuous pressure moving. Notice it in one direction. Closer to him. Hmm. So two things there. Two things that we see. Forgetting the past and looking forward. You know... I truly believe that in this generation that we live in, there are so many things to mess us up. And there are so many things get, get a hold of us so firmly that most of the time in these days, we need to have a good old-fashioned burial service. Sometimes... We just need to bury that old man. Bury them old habits. Bury them old thought processes. And even bury some of those old relationships. And only then can we press on to where God wants us to be. Only then can we do that. Thank you, Lord. Ephesians 4.22 you don't have to turn there. Ephesians 4.22, it says, You were taught to leave your old self behind. I don't know if you've been taught that or not, but that's what I'm endeavoring to do the last couple weeks. It says, You have been taught to leave your old self behind. Very simply, I've said this before. The reason is because you're not the same person. You're not the same as you used to be. Amen. And we shouldn't look at ourselves and think of ourselves the way we used to be. If you have a need this morning, I ask you to come. Come and give it to Him. You know, we must turn our lives over to Him. To walk in that higher calling. We must do that. We must fight for him. Because he fought for us. We must stand up for him. Because he stood up for us. We must give our life to him. Because he gave his life for us. Amen. To walk in his higher calling. We must sacrifice our lives for him because he sacrificed his life for us. Amen. This is what a higher calling is. And this is how we walk in God's higher calling. It's not magical. It's not a potion. There's not a secret combination. It's following Him. 
and finding out who he is. And see, and it's only when we find out who he is through, his, through the word, when we find out who he is, that is the only time then we'll find out who we are. You know, I am, I've been blessed uh, that I've been raised with a mom and dad and I know who they are and they've had a great impact on my life. But, and I can see how, you know, if people don't know who their mom or dad is and I can see how they would want to know that. I mean, I can see that very, very, very strongly that they would want to know that. But something even more important than that is for you to know who your dad is now. And you can only know that through his word. Amen. Please come. If you have a need this morning, come to the throne of God. Let him have it. If you've never had an official burying of the old man, of the old self, today is the day. Don't worry about what people around you. A lot of the people around you have already come up here and they've already buried their old men. Right now, we're, 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 we're doing this for you. God has orchestrated all this for you. So that you could bury the past and press on with Him. You know, a lot of times to, to grow something new in a garden, you got to get all the old junk out. You got to get the old, all the rocks out and all the weeds out. You got to get all that stuff out before you can grow something new. It's true in the natural and it's also true in the spirit. Come on now. Come on now. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.